Okay, so we started to learn uh, Pedic Vav, and um, it's uh, talking about the build up, the makeup of the Nefshah Bahamas. Like we said, that in Pedic, Prakim, Gim, and Prakim Gimel, Dawr, and Hay, we discussed the makeup of the Nefshah case. And now in the Prakim Vav Zayin Aches, we're going to discuss the build up, the makeup of the Nefshah Bahamas. And then in Perek Tess, and right the next program after that, we'll talk about the constant struggle between the Nefshah Lekis and the Nefshah Bams. So, we said, just like the Nefshah Lekis is made up of Esek Pechus HaNefesh, and the Shlesh Levushi HaNefesh, the ten essential parts of the Nefesh, which are Mamash part of the Nefshah Lekis, the Seicho and the Midas of the Nefshel Akis, and then the Shleish Levushi HaNefesh, the Thought, Speech, and Action, Machshav Adibir HaMaisa. The same thing is with the Nefshel Bamis, that the Nefshel Bamis has Esa Kisir in the Masavusa, has ten crowns of Tumah, which that's the Pchinus of the Nefshel Bamis, like we said, the Midas of the Nefshel Bamis, the bad Midas that the Nefshel Bamis has, the Seicho that the Nefshel Bamis has, which as we see that the the, the Midas of the Nefshel Bamis also grow in accordance to how much of Seicho the person has, a small child has certain desires. A person which gets, as he gets older, starts liking other things because his seichel changes, therefore his midas change. And then there's also the shleishu levushi, the shleishu levushim atmeim of the nefesh abamis, the three impure levushim, machshava de of the nefesh abamis. Which, what does that mean? That means, as we said, all machshavas diburim and meisim asheloy lavayehema. In other words, anything. Or like the Lashon was with this Patek over here, Vehim heim kol ha-maisim ha-shanasin tachas ha-shemesh. Not, not specifically a machshava of an Aveda, or a Dibur of an Aveda, or a Maisa of an Aveda. When we talk about the machshava Dibur Maisa of the Nefesh HaBamis, we mean any thought, speech, or action that is not directly connected to Aveda Hashem, that is not there for the purpose of serving the Ebeshter. So why is that considered a nefesha, a machshava dibra ma'is of the nefesha Bahamis? Why is that something which is impure and we call it the nefesh levushim t'meim? And as we're going to discuss later, these shleish levushim bring down the nefesha Bahamis to even a, lower than what it is itself. Why is it if we're talking about just machshava dibra ma'is, which just happen to be worldly matters, nothing which are, nothing which is specifically asr? Why do we call that even a part of levushim uh, t'meim? Why is that so impure? Why is that so? Why is that? It's not an aveda. It's not something which is going against the Ebeshter. So that's what we decided. We started to discuss, which is like we said, a central theme in the entire Sefer Atanya, that the kedusha means alakus. Kedusha doesn't mean a feeling of spirituality. Kedusha means that you're connected to the Ebeshter, and connection to the Ebeshter is only possible when there's bittul to the Ebeshter, when there's an idea of. Feeling that there's nothing besides the Ebeshter. Because the true Hakdalashan of the Altarab and Peter Klamade is Amitis Hashem Alekim Emes is that Hulavad Devein Zulasi. The truth of the Ebeshter, so to speak, is that there's only Him and there's nothing else that exists. So when someone is bottle, when someone has that feeling of he's allowing himself to experience and to feel that there's nothing besides the Ebeshter and there's zero ego, there's no Him, there's only the Ebeshter, so then he's a Kaili, so to speak, he's susceptible to Kedusha which means he's susceptible to lakus. That's Kedusha. When a person has ego, has a self-feeling, there's something there that's a stirat, contradiction to this truth that there's nothing besides the Ebeshter. So then he, cannot, he doesn't allow the Ebeshter to rest on him, so to speak, to reside in him. Because that's a, a contradiction to this truth that there's nothing besides the Ebeshter. 
And therefore, when someone does, has a thought or a speech or an action, which is not related to Avedis Hashem, that by its nature is saying that there's a me here. I have my own things that are my own agenda. I have something that I, even if it's not something negative, but I have an agenda. I have something which I have to take care of. For my, he's not, we're talking about someone who's not doing it for the sake of being able to serve the Ebeshter. Of course, a person can eat and eat because they can be healthy and therefore serve the Ebeshter, like we're going to discuss later. But if someone does something not for that purpose, even if he just eats, not even something which is bad, he's just eating something which is essential for his, his, uh, for his health, but he's eating it, and he's eating it just so he could be healthy, and not, not without the intending to do this to be able to serve the Ebeshter. So that itself shows that there's an agenda here besides the Ebeshter. There's a me here besides the Ebeshter. And that's a, a contradiction to a Lakos, and therefore the Ebeshter can't reside in him, and therefore it's not Kedusha, it's Tum. Like we said, there's no middle ground. Sitra Akhra means the other side. If it's Kedusha, if it's a Lakos, it's Kedusha. As soon as it's not a Lakos, it's not Kedusha, it's Sitra Akhra, it's the opposite of Kedusha. Right. Okay, I just want to, before we go on, Maybe just uh, a little bit, because it's such a central theme here in Tanya, a little bit discuss a little bit more what that means to have this um, true feeling of bittel, this true um, perception of bittel that there's nothing besides the Eibishter. What, what does that outlook mean? What does that mean to a person? And just to, just to give it a little bit more of a, we discussed it already a few times, but something a little bit, a little bit of an addition to understand it a little bit better. And it's also connected to what we're going to go on and learn today. And... Um, an example of, of what true bittel means is when we talk about a person listening to the Ebeshter, for example. A person knows he's a, the Ebeshter said in the title that you have to put on film. So he listens, he puts on film. That's, of course, he's doing the right thing by putting on film. But that's the, the attitude that there's a me and I'm putting on film, that's not the true attitude of bittel. That's what we're going to see later. We're going to have to understand how when a Yid does a mitzvah, he's able to have Kedusha, if he doesn't experience true bittel. But we're going to, in order to understand the Al-Tarebbe's question, I just want to explain what true bittel is. In other words, when someone says, I have a hand, and I know that, of course, I have to use my hand for what the Ebeshto wants me to use it, to put on film. Even though he understands that he's supposed to be subservient to the Ebeshto, and he has to use his hand for what the Ebeshto asked him to use his hand. But his Hanukkah Kedume, his, his the first, the first Hanukkah, the first you saw it by him is, there's a my hand. The fact that, of course, the Ebeshter is the creator, and therefore I have to use my hand for the things which the Ebeshter wants me to use my hand for, fine, he, he, he understands that. He's on, he's on that level that he understands he has to use his hand for what the Ebeshter wants. But the fact that the first thing is I have a hand, and it's just that I'm using my hand for what the Ebeshter wants, that's already a stira, a contradiction to this ultimate bittle, <coughs> the ultimate recognition that Einim Mavad, that there's nothing besides the Eibishter. In other words, if someone recognizes that there's Einim Mavad, that the attitude has to be actually entirely the opposite. The attitude has to be, there is a mitzvah in the Torah. There is the Eibishter. Eibishter has his retzainus, what he wants. And he wants that there should be a human being putting on film. Because the Eibishter wants a human being to put on film, because of that, this human being was created with a hand, and there's a, a metzius called a hand, and therefore... In order, in other words, and therefore is able to be, this, this Ratzin of the Ebeshter is able to be fulfilled. Putting on tefillin is able to be fulfilled. It's not that I have a hand, and because the Ebeshter asked me to put on tefillin on my hand, I'm going to put on tefillin on my hand. It's the exact opposite. The Ebeshter wants mitzvah tefillin. Because the Ebeshter wants mitzvah tefillin, there's a mitzvah of a hand. So the mitzvah of a hand is not a mitzvah on itself. It's not a, that there's a mitzvah of a hand. There's a mitzvah of the Ebeshter's Ratzin. The Ebeshter's Ratzin is only able to be fulfilled through the fact that there's a hand. So as an extension of the Ebeshter's Ratzin, so to speak, a hand was created. But that's 
weiter der Ebbischtes Ratzen. That's also der Ebbischtes Ratzen. That's not something separate from the Ebbischtes Ratzen. That, that recognition, of course, uh, that recognition is true bitter. In other words, we might not be hoping on that level always to really feel it. That's what we're going to have to understand why when a Yidin does a mitzvah, he's able to have Kedusha if he doesn't have that feel. But the, but the attitude at least has to be like that. The attitude, in other words, has to be that what is it when we talk about ourself, it's not that there is ourself and we just have to give ourselves over to the Ebeshter. That's already a contradiction to Enim Ovadeh. means there's nothing besides the Ebeshter. If I'm created, that's only as an extension of the Ebeshter's Ratzin. I don't have it, my own Metzias, and it's just that I'm subserving, I'm subservient to the Ebeshter. There is no Metzias, there's only the Ebeshter's Ratzin. We had in a, coming now from the parishes to talk about Matan Teira, I mentioned this yesterday a little bit, but I want to mention also another word which is very relevant to here. Is um, in the parishes yesterday, we talk about Matan Teira, so Rashi brings over there, Rein is Anishma, Right, Rashi brings that we saw the Kailas, Cholam Reimus HaKailas, that we saw the, what we usually hear. That comes from a Gemara, where the Gemara, Rabbi Kiva says, it's Machlik, it's Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Shema, but Rabbi Kiva says, that we were Reimus HaNishma, V'Sheimun HaSanire, that we saw what's usually heard, and we heard what's usually seen. We saw, that we've heard the lightning, and we saw the thunder. Right, so what does that mean? Because David didn't just make Nisim for no reason. So there's a deeper meaning here also to what it means. The deeper meaning is that seeing is something which is reality. When you see something, it's, it's impossible for someone to come afterwards and tell you, to bring you rayas, that it's not true what you saw. In other words, if I saw something happen and someone's going to tell me, that's not a true story because I have uh, X, Y, and Z rayas against that story. But you'll tell them, as a I don't know how to answer your rayas, but I saw it with my own eyes. I saw it. Something you saw is, is a reality. When you hear something or you understand something, Shmi and, and, understand, and understanding go together. Like Shema, Rashi says, they didn't know that Shemei Yesef Kamelis Benesim. They didn't know that Yesef is hearing, and because there was an interpreter. Interpreter doesn't mean that Yesef is not hearing. It means they didn't know they didn't know that Yesef is understanding what they're saying because there's an interpreter between them. So Shmiya understanding or hearing something when someone tells you a story or because or you came to a conclusion based on your logic. So okay, you know about it, but it doesn't have that same level of reality than something that you saw with your own eyes. Something that you hear is more distant. Something that you heard about or something that you understood is this more distant. The myla, the um, the of hearing is that when you hear something or you understand something, you're able to understand and hear things that you wouldn't able to be able to see. In other words, our world is a gashmistical world, so we could see gashmis, we could understand things which are not gashmis, we could understand uh, things about the Eibushter, we could understand the ruchnis. Through the chush hashmir, we're able to access a lot more things that we wouldn't be able to see through chush Even gashmis, there are sounds are more refined, and therefore you can't see them, but you could hear them at least. Whereas hearing, is, seeing is only very, very gashmistic things you could see. So usually the way it works is by a person, by a human being, is that he sees gashmias, and he hears about the Eivishter. He knows, he understands logically that there's an Eivishter, but he's seeing, he doesn't, it's not the same, but the reality by him is gashmias. The true reality is gashmias. He also recognizes that there's the reality of the Eibishter. But the, the level of, it, of, of the truth of that reality is less than the way the, truth, tr- the reality of Gashmis is true by him. By Matan Teira, it was they were Reim Esanishma, V'Sheim Esanira. They saw what's usually heard, and they heard what is usually seen. In other words, Matan Teira, the Eibishter revealed himself, and the reality of Elokus became so real that what's usually seen, Elokos was to them actually, it's usually heard, sorry, Elokos was actually seen and was a true reality. And Adrav Gashmias 
was like a mechudashtika reality for them. In other words, if there's gashmis, like we just said, there's a hand because Hashem wants tefillin, so there's a hand. So there's also a hand. But it's not that there's a hand as, a, as the first reality and then the Eibishter tells me to put on tefillin. It was the opposite. It was the Eibishter, there's the Eibishter. Uh, if the Eibishter happens to want also gashmis, so there's gashmis also. But that was the chiddush for them. That wasn't the reality for them. The true reality was the lukos. It wasn't just matanteira. Matanteira gave us the koyach that for, uh, for eternity, that that should be our Aveda to come to that level of Matanteira, what happened in Matanteira. Now, at the time of Matanteira, there's a Machlech Rabbi that Rabbi Shmuel says, whenever the Ebush just told them, one of the Asadis Adibus, which was in the Mitzvah Sasei, like he says, let's say, keep Shabbos, or Shabbos is Hashem, but he says, let's say, Kabbat Savich Vesimecha, so they said, hey, we're going to listen. Whenever he said, don't do something, they said, laugh, they said, we're not going to do it. Rabbi Kiva says, Al hein hein valav hein. In other words, when Hashem said, do something, they said, yes, we're going to do it. When He said, don't do it, they said, yes, we're going to listen. Alav hein also. In other words, not that, we're, they, not that, he's, that he's arguing on Rabbi Shmuel that the Yidin didn't accept the Mitzvah Leizah. Of course they accepted the Mitzvah Leizah, but their way of responding to that was by saying, yes, we'll listen to you. Even when the Ebershah said, don't do it, they responded, okay, we'll listen to you. Yes, we'll listen to you. But the question is, what's the Machleikas of here? What's the, um, why does Rabbi Kiva differ. What's wrong with saying the way that Rabbi Shmuel said it? And when they said, al when the Rebbe told them, they said, love, we're not going to do it. Why does he stress no? Allah, hey. So we just said that Rabbi Kiva is the one that said that at the time of Matan Teira, they were Reim Asanishma and they were Shem in Asanira. The reality of Alakus became so real to them that that was the reality. And the reality of Gashmis was a Shmir reality, was distant reality to them. When, like we just said, when Alakus is a real reality, the way you have to look at it is, it's not that I have a hand, that's the first Hanukkah, and I know that I have to use my hand for tefillin. It's the other way around. There's the Eibishter. The Eibishter happens to have a Ratzin that I should put on tefillin. Because the Eibishter has a Ratzin that I put on tefillin, the hand was created also. If Elkus is a true reality, and Gashmis is a distant reality, that's the way you look at every single mitzvah. Because of that, even Dvarim Royim, so to speak, why is there a, 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 a behemoth which is Shalei Tehera, which is not taught? Why is there such a reality in this world? Because the Ebershter wants us to refrain from mitzvahs leisaseh, from things which are not good. So therefore he creates, as an extension of that ratzen, a, a, so to speak, tumadik reality was created in order for us to refrain ourselves from it. So that's what Abakiva says, the lav and the hain are shavit. He says, even the lav is also hain. This is another reality of Alakus. If you look at it, that there's only the Ebershter, and every single gashmistika creation is only because the Ebershter's ratzen has to be and be able to be fulfilled. And that's why this Gashmistic reality is here. So it's not that Gashmis is the first Hanukkah. The first Hanukkah is the Lukus. As an extension of the Ebesh Tezrats and there's an union of Gashmis. So that plays itself out in Dvarim Toivim and sometimes Dvarim Leitavim. But the Dvarim Leitavim are the same thing as the Dvarim Toivim. Just an extension of the Ebesh Tezrats. Therefore, they said, Al Hain Hain, Falav Hain also. The love is also just the Hain, the reality of the Lukus. That's all it is. There's nothing else besides the Ebesh I saw him, um, I just happened to see lately him. Um, uh, Rabbi Lam, who lives here in the area, showed me this, that there's a, a, a sefer that, for the brisk, Shmuel is for the briskerov, and he brings over there in the name of his father. So this is something which it says, I see this clearly, but it was very interesting to see that Reb Chaim said this. Um, he said that the fact that you have a ritzicha in this world, the ritzicha is something which is obviously terrible, and everyone looks at it as something so terrible. The fact that Ritzich is so terrible doesn't start from the fact that there's a world and Ritzich is a terrible thing and therefore the Ebeshta says refrain from that terrible thing. It's the other way around. He says the Ebeshta has a Ratzin and it's the Ratzin of the Ebeshta Ritzich is 
the worst thing. Therefore, the world was created in such a way that tzich is a terrible thing. Right? Or let's say giving tzedakah, everyone looks at giving tzedakah as a good thing, as a good act. Being kind is a good act. It doesn't start with the fact that the giving tzedakah by nature is something good, and therefore the Abishta said, I want you to act good and I want you to give tzedakah. It starts the other way around. The Abishta wants that we should give tzedakah, therefore the world was by extension created in such a way that even the world says tzedakah is a good thing. But that doesn't start from the fact that there's a world and the world and the tzedek darim of the world tzedakah is a good thing and the Abishta wants us to act good like what the world calls good. There's only the Abishta. And therefore, if the Abishta said, there's only the Abishta and Taita, which is Hashem's Ratzin, said the Abishta tzedakah is good, it plays out that in the world also we see that tzedakah is good. This is what the, those are the atheists that Abhayim uh, said over there, which is, which is really bringing out the same point over here. That we have to look at it, not that there's a world and we just have to listen to the Abishta. There's nothing besides the Abishta, and that's why everything in the world is here to be able to implement the Abishta tzedakah. Okay. So now, only like we said, only when we have that level of bitul, is there able to be hashra salakus? Is there able to be a the shechina is able to rest on something when there's that idea of bittel? Because whenever there isn't that feeling of bittel, that's a total contradiction to this truth. So that's why the Alter Rebbe continues. See, he says, um, let's read again one line from what we said last week. Also, he says, "V'tzadak The line starts achar. It's in page uh, twenty, in page Yudam Beis. Achar. means only. A, like a hashra, a drawing down the Kedusha of the Eibishter. That's what Kedusha means. There's no such thing as Kedusha, which is not a Lakus. There's no such thing as just feeling spiritual. That's not, that's not Kedusha. Kedusha means a Lakus. And the Eibishter can only reside on something and somewhere that is bottled to him, that has this feeling of that there's nothing besides the Eibishter. It doesn't see itself as something, even something which is subservient to the Eibishter. Rather sees itself as there's nothing, there's not, doesn't see itself as anything. Just sees the Eibishter itself as a vehicle to fulfill the Eibishter's Ratzin. That's the, only, that's the only existence that he has. And so the Eibishter can only reside on something that has that feeling. So he explains, what does that mean? An example of somewhere where there's Kedusha is Malachim. Malachim, it's not the Pshat that a Malach is a, an existence, and he chooses also to serve the Eibishter. A Malach's whole existence from beginning to end is all about connection to the Eibishter, all about the Eibishter, all about serving the Eibishter. And therefore, a Malach is an example of where we have B'poyol Mamish, this idea of Bittl to the Eibishter. Because a Malach's whole being is just about feeling that there's nothing besides the Eibishter. And therefore, on a Malach, that's a, a Metzius of Kedusha. A Malach is somewhere where the Eibishter could reside, so to speak. But the question is, what about us? Right, we learned in Prakim Dawud and Hey, that when we do a mitzvah, we learn Teda, we mamish have the Eibishter with us. That's true Kedusha. So of course Teda mitzvahs, the Eibishter is in the Teda and the mitzvahs. But how could we, how could we say the Eibishter is on us though, when we're doing Teda and mitzvahs? Do we have this level of bittel? Do we feel, even if we, we push ourselves, we do what the Eibishter wants. But are we right now feeling this, what we just elaborated on now? In other words, do we feel that it's not that I have a hand at all, it's just that the Ebeshter wants film, and therefore there's a hand, or do we feel, I have a hand and I'm going to listen to the Ebeshter, I know I've got to listen to the Ebeshter and I'm going to be putting on film. Most of us are not necessarily on that level that we're feeling that there's no me whatsoever, and it's just the Ebeshter, and that's why, and, and I'm just a, a, a way for the Ebeshter's Ratzin to be, to, be, to be implemented. So therefore, how is it possible that when we do, learn Teda and do mitzvahs, there's Kedusha on us, there's, there's Ashra Sashchina, how is that possible? So that's what the Altar Rebbe continues, Bein B'Koyach. When you talk about a neshama lamayla, that's not a question. A neshama lamayla is like a malach. He only feels 
only feels total bittel to the Abishta. But when we talk about a Yid Lamatom, a Yid has potential bittel. In other words, like this. See, the gather of everything in this world, every nivra in this world, is that self-feeling. You feel yourself. There's no potential, even, to not feel yourself, to get to that level of bitl of not feeling yourself. Because that's, an, that's a, a, a contradiction to the very, exist, the very nature of anything. Existence feels itself. Even if you'll have a guy that will say, I'm ready to give my life over for the Ebeshtah. We're going to elaborate on this a lot more when we get to Prakim Yitches and Yites. But just in a nutshell, if you have a guy, let's say, that will say he's willing to give, willing to give up his life for the Ebeshtah. Someone's threatening him to serve Ebeshtah. Just like Yid gives him his life up, we'll have a guy that's a tzaddik, he wants to, he's willing to give up his life for the Amishta. But it's always going to be with some ulterior motive. In other words, he understands that life down here without the Amishta is so meaningless, better to have life in Ganeidin. So that's why he's giving his life up. So that, in the other words, he's not really leaving that self, that me. It's still about me. It's still about what's better for me. By nature, there's no such thing. There's no such metzius in this world that something should totally not feel, think about itself. Any, any act is always going to be connected to some me. A yid, on the other hand, is the only metzius in this world that bekoyach, at least, potentially has true bittel. And a yid is meisah nefesh for the Eibishter. We're going to elaborate about that, like I said, in Perekit Ches, and Yitez. The way a yid is meisah nefesh, when it comes a time of chas v'shalom, Someone threatens him, either you disconnect from the Abish to your or you give up your life. The way Yid gives up his life is Belishum Shaklavatari. It's not a question, am I gonna give up my life or not? Is this what's worth it for me or not? It's it's not even a question. I can't I can't say I can't be separate from the Abishta. Without that thinking about does is it worth it for me, is this is what's good for me? In other words, a Yid has within him potential true bittle to the Abishta. Not thinking about himself whatsoever and only thinking about the Abishta. So the fact that a yid has that bekoyach tikkabitl within him, therefore when he does a mitzvah, when he learns teda, he's able, the Ebesh is able to reside on him. Because by nature, what kind of person is he? By nature, he does have bitl in him. He doesn't necessarily feel it right now. But he, by nature, what is his mahus? What kind of person is he? What kind of bria is he? A bria that has bitl. And therefore when he does a mitzvah, when he does something which the Ebesh is there, the Ebesh can reside on him. So maybe that, like second before this guy converts, he doesn't have it. The second he converts, he just has it. So basically, okay, he gets a different. And a when he converts, he's a different mitzvah. We spoke about this in Pentecost. When we learned Pentecost, the mitzvah of a yid and the mitzvah of a guy is just a different kind of bria. It's a different, a different thing totally. Right? We, we mentioned there what the what the uh, Rishayim writes. It doesn't matter if it was done al pi halacha properly. That means he became a yid, and that's and he's a different existence totally. We we discussed that in Pentecost that this day mitzvah chayim edaber and like the. Uh, it says in Svarim that there's a fifth min, the Yid is a different min to the Medaber. It's not, not the same min, Bechla. You're asking in the beginning. Well, like, that's why it says a Gesh in his guy. He always has like the hell in there in the Shama also. In other words, that pushed him to convert. Right? But before he converts, he, like, he cannot do the Shmo even. The, the... No, before he can't be, he can't, he's, not, he's not a Yid. Before maybe, he's not a Yid. Maybe this is the opposite. Maybe the music is a cooler. Maybe it's why we convert people to not sell the Shmo. I don't, I, don't, I don't want to discuss now uh, levels of conversion. But if it was done halachically, properly, right, halach is what's kaveh. That's the only thing that's kaveh. If halach is kaveh and says that it was good, then he's a yid like any other yid. If it was halachically not good, then he's a goy right? And if he's a yid, he's a different kind of mitzvah, and he has an ashama, and he right now has that potential bittel, that bittel b'kayach. Okay. That's why Chazal said, Even if there's one person learning Taita, the Shechin is resting upon him. Why is the Shechin resting upon him? Taita attack is the Yebishter. That's what we discussed in Perik Dalad and Hay. 
But why, why is the Torah resting on him? You're learning Torah, right? And we say, you're learning Torah, so the Ebesht is on you. But true, the Torah, the Ebesht is in the Torah. But if you are not a person that had that potential bitl in you, the Shekhinah wouldn't be resting on you. It would stay in the Torah, but it wouldn't connect to you whatsoever. Because the Ebesht can't reside on something that doesn't have bitl. And because a Yid Be'etzem, by nature, has bitl to the Ebesht, it comes out in the case of Messias Nefesh. But that's his true existence. Therefore, when he learns Torah, and Torah is a lakus, so the Ebesht Shekhinah Shruya, the Ebesht resides on him. He says even a bigger Chiddush is that when we have 10 people, even if they're not learning Torah necessarily, at Sibra has a special Kayach, so because there's 10 Yidin and every Yid B'Kayach has Bittl, the Shekhin is there automatically. Because there's so much, there's an, a, so much Bittl over here, so to speak, even though it's not felt, but there's so much of that, that level of Bittl, so the Shekhin is able to reside even without the learning of Torah. Okay. Avom Ko but anything which is not bottled to the Ebeshter, but doesn't have this level of bittel, but rather is something separate, has his own identity, is does not get chayis from Hashem's Kedusha, so to speak. We're going to explain in a second more, but this is, this is, this is really what he's, he's going back to what he started. He started off that any machshava dibra maisa, which is not connected to Avedis Hashem, is Tumah, is a machshav of Tumah, is a Dibur of Tumah, is a Ma'is of Tumah. Why? Because being that it's not Bittu to the Ebeshter, it's, it's something which you're doing because of your own private agenda. By nature, this is a contradiction to the idea of Bittu. Therefore, you're not getting Chayis Mektoshas Hashal Kaddish Baruch The only way to get Chayis Mektoshas Hashal Kaddish Baruch is by having Bittu. And a machshav of Dibur Ma'is, which is about your own self-agenda, is the Heipach to Bittu, is the contradiction to Bittu. Okay. Now the question is, when we say that Anything which is not bottled to the Ebeshter doesn't get chayis from Teshasa Shekodesh Baruch Of course, it doesn't mean literally that the Ebeshter is not giving it life. Because if the Ebeshter wouldn't give chayis to that thing, it would cease to exist. Nothing can exist without the Ebeshter giving chayis to it. So, although we spoke now and we said the Ebeshter only resides on something that's bottled to him, but uh, that obviously can't mean that there's no lakus whatsoever mm-hmm. in anything which is not bottled to the Ebeshter. Because then every Dover Gashmi would cease to exist automatically. Because the Ebeshter is not giving it chayis. So what does that mean? So he says, you're not getting chayis v'kdusha asr shakadosh baruch m'pchinas p'nimis ha-kdusha u'mohusa v'atzmusa b'chveidu v'atzma elo m'pchinas achirai There's a concept called achirai. He elaborates this, on this later in Perich Avbeis. But achirayim is, like for example, let's say a person, I have to give something to a certain individual because uh, I need to, uh, I know that for business reasons I must give him something. But I really dislike this individual. I have a real contempt towards him. So you're going to go and you're going to give him, you're going to give him what you have to give him, but you're like going to throw it over your shoulder, whether it's literally or figuratively, but you throw it over your shoulder. You don't give it to him with your heart. That's called achirai. Just like physically, it's achirai, is the back. Also, in, 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 in more in like a nefesh, it means the achirai of the nefesh. It's not your pnimis, you're not really there. Right? So you might, you might be doing the act of giving it to him, but are you really giving it to him? Achreinim say, why is Enes Rahman Patre? What's the reason why Enes Rahman Patre? When someone did an Avera Ba'enes, he's Patre. The reason is because when you did it Ba'enes, the act was done, but you didn't do it. Right? You to do something, you had to have intention to do it. Or for example, it says, Usually when you miss Asik, you're Patre. Let's say you just bump into a light on Shabbos, you miss Asik, you didn't, have, you didn't do the action. It says, if you eat... Um, even in a way of misasik, you're chayiv because you had hanos. And I'm explain. Usually a misasik, we can't be miyachas the maisa to you. You're misasik. It's, it's, you didn't do it. 
It was done. You didn't do it. When you have Hanoah, so that, that connects it to you because you had Hanoah. But without the Hanoah aspect, you would have been part of it because it's a misasik. It's not you who did it. So the same idea. When someone gives someone to some, something to someone else in a way of achirayim, he might have done the act, but he didn't really give it to him. So the same idea. It says, Lamayl the Ebesh, so to speak, gives chayis in a way of achirayim. There's a concept of getting chayis in a way of achirayim. The Ebesh is giving. The fact is, the Ebesh is being mechayah this davar gashmi. But it's as if the Ebesh is not really there. He's, he's as if he's not present. He's papoyo, he's giving it chayis, but as if he's not present. He's not doing it in a way that his pnimius is there so to speak. And he goes on, he explains more. He says, The chayis which, that in Yonim, which are not bottled to the Ebesh to receive, is in a way that it goes down from Madrega to Madrega. Revavis Madregas, tens of thousands of Madregas, we've discussed the concept of Shtalshalos many times already. Shtalshalos is like a chain that you have many different um, um, rings and the bottom of the higher ring is, goes into, intertwines into the top of the lower ring. So the, the, what that means is that the next, every ring is only getting the chitzonius of the ring which is higher than it. So the same idea, means the Ebesh gives chayis to one world. The next world is only getting chayis from the chitzonius of, um, of the higher world. So if you go to Vavis, if you go for tens of thousands of madregas like that, so what kind of chayis is there? Yeah, there's chayis from the Ebesh, but it's so separate, so to speak, so distant, so to speak, from the pnimius of the Ebesh. And like he says, Derech ilovaolol. Ilovaolol is also like similar to Ishtashlis. Ilovaolol means like a cause and an effect, literally. But an example for that is Seich Lamidis. For example, when someone understands something is very good, so he starts to like that thing. He starts to want that thing. He starts to have a draw towards the thing. So the Seichel is the ila, is the cause. The effect is the midis. But what part of the, of the ila does the alul receive? What part of the, of, the, of the cause is the effect connected to? Like for example, when someone understands something, right? so he understands, let's say, how great the Ebeshter is. So when he understands how great the Ebeshter is, what is he thinking about? He's thinking about all the things which explain the Ebeshter's greatness. The Ebeshter gives chais to so many different worlds and the Ebeshter transcends all the elim and said they're all to him, etc., etc. Then he thinks in his mind, because of all of that, it's a good idea for me to become connected to the Ebeshter. And because of that, he starts to love the Ebeshter. The Kivas Lakim Litoiv was also a Seichel Dika aspect. It was also a, a Maskana Sichlis. It was a, a conclusion, a Seichel Dika conclusion. If the Ebeshter is so great, so it's a good idea for me to come close to the Ebeshter. The Midah only connects to that Maskan. When I love the Ebeshter, the Midah part is only a continuation to the Kivas Alakim Litoi, that it's a good idea for me to become connected to the Ebeshter. In your heart, you don't feel all the Askalas that you thought about. You don't, feel, you, don't, you don't feel all the different levels of greatness that you thought about in your mind when you were thinking about the greatness of the Ebeshter. You only feel this aspect that it's a good idea for me to connect to the Ebeshter. So you have the Seichel, you have the greater part of the Seichel, the actual understanding. You have that last straw, the little bit, the last lowest part of the Seichel, this like conclusion that it's a good idea for me to become connected to the Ebeshter. And that's the only part of the Seichel that connects to the Midah. The rest of the Seichel has nothing to do with the Midah. Remains in the, in the Eilam of Seichel. Doesn't go into the, the Eilam of Midas. So that, the same idea, every time you have an Eilam, an Eilam, a cause and an effect, the Eilam, the effect, only receives the Chitzonius of the Eilam. Only connects to the Chitzonius of the Eilam, to the, of the cause. And therefore, because of the way the Eibashter gives Chayis is in a way of Ishtaushalus and Eilam of and there's so many madregas, it's not just one ilah of alul, it's an ilah, an alul, and that alul itself is an ilah for the next alul, and that alul is an ilah for the next alul, etc. Right? And therefore it comes out that there's also tzimtzumim mirabim, there's also many tzimtzumim, like we'll also learn in coming prakim about what, what tzimtzumim, what kinds of tzimtzumim, the many kinds of tzimtzumim. And he says, 
and the chayis of the Ebesh to so to speak becomes so small, he says, it becomes so minute, so to speak, that it's able to be in Golis. Golis, when someone finds himself in Golis, in reality, he's there. He's where, wherever he is, he's there. But can he express himself? When he's in Golis, he's not allowed to act freely. He can't express himself. He's there, but he can't express himself. It's the same idea, the highest of the Ebeshter that finds itself, so to speak, in every single Dover, Gashmi, anything which is not bottled to the Ebeshter, is there, but in a way of goals. It's like as if it's not felt at all. Because in order for it to be felt, there would have to be that element of Bittal. Without that element of Bittal, the only way the Ebeshter gives a chayis is in a way of Achirayim. It's as if he's not there, he's doing the fact that he's giving a chayis, but it's as if he's not present, and it's in a way of him finding himself there in a way of goals. He cannot be felt, he cannot be expressed, so to speak. It doesn't, there's no, there's no you, can't, you can't actually experience the Lakos that's there. Because it's in a way of goals. And but he's giving a chayis and he's being mekayimit ma'ayin liyesh liyachsli is ayin ve'efes kibetchila mikaidim shenivra. What the Eibush is doing there in Golis, so to speak, is allowing that davar gashmi or that nivra, which is not bottled to the Eibush to continue to exist. Because had the Eibush had that chayis not been there, it would cease to exist. Like we've discussed in the past, that there's nothing that cannot, can exist even for one second without the Eibush constantly giving it chayis. Because just like we find in this world. If you throw up a stone, for example, right, as soon as the energy that you put into it expires, the stone falls down. If you put in more energy, if you threw it with a lot of kayak, then it will stay up in the air for a little longer. If you threw it with less kayak, it stays up for less, because as soon as the energy expires, it goes down. It, why? Because the stone doesn't have its own potential to be in the air. It's only the kayak that you gave it to be in the air that's allowing it to be in the air, and therefore the amount of kayak that it's Giving, that's allowing it to be in the air is the amount of time it's going to stay in the air. So same thing when we talk about anything which is created by the Eibishter because it doesn't have any potential to exist other than the fact that the Eibishter is creating it. Therefore, only if the Eibishter continuously and constantly creates it does it continue to exist. So that's what he's saying over here that the, we have to have that element of Chayis in Golos. That element of Chayis. Because, but we have to have that element because uh, that's what's Mekayimit and Mechayit that it shouldn't go back it shouldn't go back to cease to exist because if it wouldn't be there it would totally cease to exist. Okay, it We find the Kabbalah that this physical world, is referred to as Eilamaklipas, a world of Klippas, the world of Klippas. The question is, of course there are bad things in this world, right? Of course there are negative things in this world. People act in a negative way, etc. But is the Eilam an Eilam of Klippas? By calling it an Eilam of Klippas, it means that you refer, you're implying that the that's, that's what describes this world, the world of Klippus. There's a world that also has Klippus. Is it a world of Klippus? Is that the definition of this world? But according to what we just said, it's actually, yes, this world is a world of Klippus. All the other higher worlds, there are Klippus in the higher worlds too, it explains the Kabbalah. But the higher Klippus in the higher worlds is an element that there is there. But the world by itself, the, the focus in the world is always feeling bitl to the Eibishter. There's a sense of bitl to the Eibishter. In this world, by nature, there's no bitl to the Eibishter. You look at a Dava Gashmi, it looks like just something that exists. It doesn't look like, uh, you, not, you don't see a Lakus when you look at a Dava Gashmi. The opposite to Enoid Movada. Therefore, this entire world is an Oilam of Klippus Asitrachra. That's what this world is. Our job is to change it. But the world is a place of Oilam of Klippus Asitrachra. That's what it is by nature. Because anything which is not Bittal doesn't have that level of Bittal to the Ebishta is Klippus Asitrachra. And that's what this entire world is. A place that lacks, lacks Bittal to the Ebishta. That's why this world is a hard place. 
Meshukasu Beitz Chaim, Shaman Bey, Safe Perik Dal. It says, Beitz Chaim says, Okay, Lashon of Beitz Chaim is like, So, Ari, it's Hazua Tachwis, it's Tachwis, but obviously the Klippa. It says, Beitz Chaim says, This physical world is like the greatest, the strongest, and the obviousest, the most uh, thick, most grab a Klippa. In other words, the concealment in this world of Relikus is the greatest that there is in any other world. And the Tzchayim continues, that he brings over here. In other words, in this world we find that a lot of times, a lot more than Tzadikim. It's the famous question of Eve already. We find Rosh Averalei, Rosh Averalei, and Tzadik Right? We see that and it seems to be that those that are uh, not going in the correct path a lot of times are more matzliach over here in this world. So why is that? Because being that this world by nature is a world of klippus and sitrach, like we just said, that is the mahus of this world. Therefore the shayim who get their chayis from klippus and sitrach are more matzliach in this world. It's not a contradiction. Adrab, this world is by nature a world of klippus and sitrach. Had the world been a place of kedusha, then, uh, then it would be a big question why the shayim are gavrim but the world is a place of klipa. That is the nature of the world. Because that's the nature of the world, it makes sense that Hashem should be gave him in such a world. Yeah? The classical answer, like, if it was a world on this question, that there is Bihira, that it's, it's, like, it's not a fun, like, basically I would say that it's not a function of good or bad. Like, you can decide, you can, uh, it's like how tall you, it doesn't make a difference how much money you make. It's not connected. So, but you're saying, oh, you're saying, that if you're rational, you have more chance to be uh, matzliyah? In a certain sense, we see the matzliyah is that the Rishayim by it says. Sorry? It's everything easier to destroy. It's like easier to kill person than to... Uh, the Rishayim Agoyim, in this world we see that, uh, that the fact is, there are many nations of Rishayim, and they're matzliyah to do, they're matzliyah to, there's, there's maluchas, there's entire countries that you have terrible people, even Goyim would call them Rishayim, and they're, and they're being shaylot over there. They're, 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 the fact is, they're in charge over there. How is that possible? How, does, how, does that, how is that possible, such a thing? Well, usually, Sorry? usually they say like that this is behavior. Like if everybody sees that, let's say China is like collapsing, and you know the let's you know some let's say country which is like uh, not more even Russia. Russia has like they have a law against homosexuality, but they say in Russia when they make this law, everything just becomes unbelievable. Everything just you know mm-hmm. more oil, more you know more. So it is like oh, it's, it's it removes behavior. You say if it would be open, the fact right. that discussion so, so that's true. That's not a contradiction to what we're saying here. That's true. He's just saying a deeper reason. He's explaining this is a He's saying a deeper understanding. He's saying that Rashaim Gaivim in this world is also natural that the Rashaim should be Gaivim in this world. Because this world is an oilum of Klippis by nature, it makes sense for Rashaim to be Gaivim in this world. Now, of course, uh, this doesn't mean that we should look at this world as such a terrible place. We're gonna learn. We're gonna learn later, Prakim, that uh, you know the, we, we could look at this world as a great place too if we have the right attitude and we're doing the right job in this world. But the, if someone looks at the world as a uh, as a place, the way the world looks at it, in other words, he just sees the world as a world as something that exists, then it's an oilum of klipus and it's a terrible place. We have amazing potential in this world that there isn't in any other world, right? And that's why we're gonna we're gonna learn about that more. What we could do with this world, but the first Hanukkah has to be that Be'etzem, this world is klipus, is a place of klipus. Now we have to start using the world for its right purpose, and then it could be, the potential is unbelievable. But if we don't have that first Hanukkah, the Be'etzim, if you're looking at the world the way anyone looks at the world, that that's not Klippus, then you're in a, not a good place. You have to look at a yes, it's Klippus, so that has to be the first Hanukkah, because otherwise, you don't realize that this idea of self-feeling is a contradiction to Alakus. That has to be the first, uh, the first Shlav of any of it is Hashem. You have to realize this world, a place which doesn't feel openly Alakus, that is Tachlis of Klippus. That itself is Klippus. Okay. We'll explain, next week we'll learn a, the Hagah over here is a little bit more 
explains a little bit more how there's a lakus in this world. We said through some sum, etc. He goes into it a little bit more detail. And then, um, then what we're going to discuss afterwards is the two levels of klippus, klippus tmeis and klippus noiga. And then there's going to be a whole period to, devoted to the way a person acts with Gashmis, the relationship of a person with Gashmis. What happens when you uh, eat l'shem shamayim? What happens when you eat regularly? What happens when you eat things which are uh, extra? Etc. Etc. And uh, in other words, all within the makeup of the nefesh abamis, what the machshava dibur of the ma'aseh of the nefesh abamis could do to a person, what level it brings a person to. Okay.